Hi, welcome to Suplexus Dicks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Howdy. How's it going, guys? I'm... Uh, this week was kind of weird. We got a lot of um, misdirection as to what news might be given to us, and some of it was a little different than what we expected. So it's going to be it's a fun, fun week. Um, I want to talk about a game that I've been playing, though. Um, I picked a new game thanks to Ben Bertoli on Twitter, who tweeted out last week he um tweeted about this game called lonely mountain downhill i believe that's the name of it um i have it pulled up on my ipad here yes it's called lonely mountains downhill and it's a low res bike mountain biking game and you like go down a hill which you go down the mountain and you can unlock different tracks down it kind of reminds me, Seth, you know the progression system in the new SSX, right? Where there's different mountains? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like that. So there's four different mountains and four different tracks on each of those mountains. And you only unlock the new tracks by completing a certain set of objectives on the track you are currently on. So there's different bikes that have different like shock level or speed level. And basically, after your first run through of the trail, it's about getting down as fast as you can and the least amount of crashes. And Seth, this game, Seth Force, this game's really good. Also, it has that one more time thing. Like it, it has it, it nails it because yeah. it's exactly like Celeste in that um, you die and then it immediately shoots you back to the last checkpoint. Nice. No, there's no slowness about it. It's just you're right there. Also, in order to encourage speed running, which is kind of great. Once So there's about six to seven checkpoints per track. Once you get past a checkpoint, it saves your time that you got there. And then, like, say you mess up between checkpoint two and three and you, like, crash. It starts you back that your time was once you hit checkpoint two. Nice. So like, say you are in checkpoint six and stuff kind of goes awry really poorly. Um, you don't have to restart the whole mountain and you're set. And your time isn't screwed up. Either. And your time isn't screwed up either. So that's very it's, nice. It's very nice. I've never considered a, a racing game or any kind of game like that. Uh, implementing a time save system like that yeah i like it um so that's really nice it's very good i'm i'm thoroughly enjoying it i it was 20 bucks on the e-shop so that's not too bad of a price but yeah i'd recommend anyone play it um i've also been playing the new apex legends season five which dropped yesterday um seth have you have you downloaded it on your PS5 PS4? Nope. No? Um yeah, I mean, that's I'm not going fair. through the trouble of unlocking all that stuff again. Wait. That there's no cross progression? No. Oh. Dang. Bummer. 
Okay. Go grab that Xbox then, boy. On, <laughs> on a level, I was like, man, I'll download it on PS4 if it means I get to play with you. But I, you know, I feel like we've had this conversation, but I forgot. Because in my head, cross-progression should just be a thing. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you, I mean, you would think so, but no, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. So... Apex Legends Seasons Five Season Five started yesterday. The theme is like treasure, and all of the th- skins and stuff are pirate based. So like, I got this great Mirage skin Sith where he has like a giant mustache, and he's he just looks like a pirate. And all of the little reflectors on him are golden coins instead yeah, of like normal. Instead, yeah, it's great. <laughs> um. Pirate stuff is neat. I whatever it's, it's hitting, <laughs> it's hitting the buttons it needs to. Um, the new character is really fun, Seth. So this new character is her name is Loba, and her whole deal is teleportation and treasure. So her passive is that she can see loot through walls which is very weird when you're playing the game because you can see within a certain radius loot through the walls. And you can ping it, which is kind of nice. Nice. So even if I know I don't need it, I can ping it for a you know, a teammate. Yeah. But also, she has this jump. It's really unfortunate the way they name this thing. It's called, they call it a jump drive, which is what you call like a flash drive sometimes. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. she's like, jump drive ready. And that's just the name for her jump ability. And so Seth and I talked about this before and how, you know, there's already some characters that have mobility-based specials. Yeah. Like Pathfinder has his rope. Um, what's going to make it different from that? She can chuck this thing. She can chuck it far. And... She can chuck it far enough that if you pull the right trigger, it forces it down. Ooh. So you see like a line sight where you can force it down with the right trigger, uh, which is kind of nice. So if you're falling down, you can chuck it up and it has like a short respawn. I think it's like 20 or 30 seconds. That's not too bad. And it's it's really usable and really fun. I actually How- got into a firefight. Oh, go ahead. How qu- Just a question. How quick is the the teleport? Like the it's jump? instant. It's not like the Wraith thing where you where go through the and tunnel. And it goes the yeah. path. So I got into a firefight the other day, Seth, where I threw it past the enemy team we were fighting. Ooh. And they didn't see me do that. And so I got behind them and lit them up. That's and a it was solid really play. fun. That's great. Yeah. Um, really interesting to see how this character is going to get in the mix. Um, and her ult is fantastic because you drop this, uh, looks like a spike in the ground. She has this staff on her back and it opens up this thing called the black market, which it takes this wide area radius of the map and you can act, you can pull the loot loot from anywhere within that radius. It just comes to you and you can choose two items, which is really cool. Um, and that includes pulling from dead boxes and stuff. So New character in Apex, uh, very interesting to play as and very exciting. I'm interested to see how it goes through the rest of the season. We'll talk a little bit about the season pass later because there's some weird stuff with the 
PVE that you can't really play the PVE yet. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but it's it's been fun. I've been really... I've won three times since the season dropped, which is kind of nice. nice. I'm not bragging. It's just... <laughs> I don't know if a lower quality of player is playing right now, and I'm taking advantage of it because everyone's jumping on for the new season. But I'm doing well. I'm thriving in this yes. <laughs> in this uh, economy. Um, yeah, I'm I'm having a good time with Apex still. Good little revamp, even though they got rid of me and Seth's favorite area of the map, the Bone Zone. R.I.P. Bone Zone. Rip. Yeah, you can still see the bones sticking out of the ocean, though, so you can still, like, longingly look at that yes. and be like, mm, I miss you, Bone Zone. <laughs> but, <sighs> Seth, what have you been playing? Uh, Well, I have continued uh, through my uh, journey, and my second journey through Persona 5, um... I'm getting real close to what I assume is the new content, uh, but we're not Ooh. quite there yet. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing that I've found annoying is, so certainly the game is, at least it appears to be much better than the original version at like giving you opportunities to um, level up your social links and your different uh, social stats and stuff and just giving you uh, more opportunities to do that than there were in the first one, um, okay. which is good. Uh, but it's so weird the way. Now I know it's not random. Like I'm sure it's there. It's programmed for on specific days, specific people to show up. Um, but it is very frustrating when you are approaching a deadline and trying to level up a person to a certain like social level um and then there are just like stretches of like three days in a row where the person does not show up um and yeah it's so that was it's been very frustrating mainly because i'm coming close to the end and i have since passed the point not the point of no return because i don't really know how the like there's a there's a new they call it a new semester. It's like an, an extra month um, that you will have to be able to do stuff. And I'm not exactly sure where it's going to be placed. Like if it is, if they stick it in right before the section with the final boss or if it's completely after the final boss. So I don't know like where I'm at regarding that. But I, I got to a point where um, I could no longer uh, level up my social links. Like I didn't have access to that stuff anymore. Um and I didn't, like, I was trying to get this, the my final party member that I didn't have maxed to the max level. Uh, and she just, like, didn't show up. I had, like, gosh, I had, uh, like, five days or something like that to rank her up two times. And, like, she only showed up once out of all of those. Uh, and so it was really annoying because I just needed one more day for this character to show up and I could do the thing and then she just didn't and I don't know why uh, like I there's never really any explanation in game from the characters why they don't want to hang out with you on certain days even though they're just doing stuff <laughs> and you don't actually have anything else to do um, so that was annoying uh, like 
unfortunately, I know that there is another segment um, that I will be able to do this stuff in. Uh, but it's just like, come on, I was so close. Just let me do it. Yeah, <laughs> I can. I can see that. I, I've I've inched along on my persona journey. The one thing I want to ask you, Seth, I think you you not a complaint, but a, a criticism you had before. Um, why is there a lot of points where there's a two-sided voice acting conversation, but one side only voice acts like the first line, and then like it seems like there's a lot of weird times where the voice acting is cut off. Um, uh, are you sure you're not just like skipping through it? No, 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 I'm not. Like, there's there's times where they'll say like the first one, like two to three words, and then the rest of it's text dialogue. Oh, like the simplified voice acting. Fire Emblem yeah. does oh. that a lot. So, okay, there are scenes which are completely voice acted. Um, outside of that, in general, interactions with characters, like there are a bunch of preset voice lines that are, uh, it's it's not that they are saying the first few words and then not saying anything. It's just that the words that they are saying happen to line up with what their actual dialogue is. Um, like those are just, those are just like preset clips that they play that have a general, um, sort of Uh, similar theming to what is actually being talked about. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, I just was trying to figure out why that was happening because there, there's just times where it happens and then there's times where it's fully voice acted, but it's still just me talking to a person. And so it's like, <laughs> yeah. I, I never fully know what triggers it. I was worried that I was skipping, but I have auto speech on. So, or at least I try to turn it on every. Well, you can still skip stuff with auto speech. Like if you press through things, I put the controller down. Because I don't want to do that. I want uh, to give it the... I want to give it... It's time to breathe and like tell me a story. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, and I get that. I like, will. That's how I, did it. that's how I did it the first time through. I've not played it like that. Like I... I <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, now he's probably I, just spamming that button. Right. Like <laughs> right, I, I read the stuff and I... But like I'm not trying to listen to the whole dialogue considering I've already done it before. That would, that would <laughs> um, add on so much more t- play time. Because the thing is, I will push that X button. Yeah. Because I'm a speed reader. <laughs> and so, but I want to hear the voice acting and I want to like get the story and all the stuff. So. Yeah. It's funny. The uh, I was talking to uh, a friend the other day. He asked me like what the like how long it is compared to the first game um and it's hard for me first it, <laughs> it's hard to, it, it it's hard to put stuff together because a first playthrough is always going to be very different than a second playthrough because one I'm not like spending a bunch of time on all of the stuff like all of the dialogue and stuff and and I also have like a more like I have a better strategy when it comes to doing the the stuff during during each of the days because, um, like I know what I know how to maximize that time, right? Um, and so, so I don't know. It, it, I, it's it's hard for me to tell like how much is how much extra is thrown in there, uh, or how much extra time it's taken me. Like I'm I'm curious what my what my um 
time will like my time spent will have been up to the point where the normal game would end compared to um what it was in in the first game because i like i feel like i i I don't know that I've played it faster. Like, it feels like I've gotten through stuff quicker. Um, but I also... Like, the, the amount of time that I've spent overall doesn't feel, like, drastically different. So it's kind of it's kind of strange. Nice. I figure it's also got to be that, like, there must have been some trial and error in some of the dungeons before that you're not going through now. Like, there's... You know exactly what you need to do for each boss and stuff like that. Oh, well, I mean, not really. I don't remember specifics <laughs> about bosses. Like, they're still, like, still trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. Uh, okay. I mean, I know I know generally that you have to get rid of all of their HP and then you beat them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. But I don't, that's a, I don't that's like... That's an interesting way of fighting bosses. Yeah. <laughs> never seen like, I, never I, heard that being I, done before. <laughs> I remember generalities of the bosses, but I don't remember like specific weaknesses or anything. And and to the point where I can fine tune my approach to them. Yeah. Yeah. I I got a this past weekend with Mother's Day, I was too busy to sit down and play Persona 5, which I Persona 5R, which made me real sad. So, I'm excited for this weekend to really sit down and play it but all right one thing that i have liked uh is i when i first played the game i did not spend near enough time with yusuke uh and he is like the one of the funniest characters that i've encountered in any game like he is so great i don't know why i didn't appreciate him as much the first time but he's just like, he's so hilarious. Every every one of his lines is just it, it's it's fantastic. And and the uh, the interactions, like the social interactions with him, have been uh, a highlight for me. If there was any character, like that, you could tell me, bef- like, because you know how early on I am. I'm very early. Mm-hmm. Um, any character I should like. I should talk to like that if if you could tell me not to skip one like what do you think it would be hmm let's see well it's it's hard to say just because of the way the characters like the spread the characters are introduced with um it can it it becomes it can become an issue like in the latter portion of the game because there are there are like new characters introduced at the the second to last dungeon, um, right? And so you don't really have a whole lot of time to spend with them, um, which is unfortunate. Um, like, there's one kid at the end that I wish that I could I wish I could spend more time with him. Uh, I I didn't do it in the first one, and I just never had the time to do it in the second one. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 and it's just like. Like obviously, you're. It's not the game's not really designed even as much as you can maximize the time that you use. It's not really designed for you to max out everything in one playthrough. So you're going to have to make choices. Um, I don't know. I mean, each of the characters, uh, the non-party members specifically, 
Um, like, they all have generally good stuff that they can, um, they can give you, leveling them up. Um, I think the, uh, like, there's this, there's this one fortune teller who I found to have been very useful, who I, the first time I played it, I didn't really interact with at all. Um, let's see, uh. Yeah, and I think her, um, I also don't really know because I don't know, like, who you will gravitate to. Uh, like, the way I did it, in in the early, like, the the early portion of the game, the way this, the way characters are introduced to you, you don't really have to make that many tough choices. Like, you don't have a whole lot of options at the beginning, and so it's easy to just level up those few ones. Mm. Um and so by the time there are more that are introduced, you'll have this handful that are up near, like, their their rank, ranking is higher, it's, it, it's like near to the top, and so you'll be like, okay, well, I should get through these before I start other ones. Um, so, but it's only, it, it's it's in the, the second half of the game that, that, that things get tough. And hey, maybe, uh, it's also, there are some interesting... Uh, conditions for you to unlock some of the characters too which is um which can be annoying like the Ooh, kid so i can who go I through the game and not unlock characters that you've unlocked um i mean you would have to completely ignore some stuff <laughs> but i suppose it is possible okay um like the 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 kid that i'm talking about who comes at near the end of the game like, it's not a situation where you can just... Like, he doesn't... You have to do, like, two previous steps to even make that kid show up and, and to make you start hearing about him. Um, and so, it's it's something... It, you, you probably would eventually get around to those, but depending on how early or how late you do those. Um, because, like, the, the two steps, they don't... Like, nothing you hear about them... Because... The way you sort of learn about these things is, is the kind of transitory scenes where your character is on the subway or is walking to class. Like, you'll overhear conversations people are having, which, uh, talking about characters or certain things that are happening in certain places. And then, um, you, Morgana, your, uh, companion, will be like, hey, you should go check that out later. And generally, those will lead, those, those things are, are will be how you find social links. Um, okay. This one at the, specifically, uh, it doesn't. Um, the kid's name is Shinya, um, and so this one specifically, like, the stuff you hear, does not talk about the actual uh, social link, the the person that you'll meet for the social link at all, and so like it was something I didn't even remember, and so um, I got around to it, and I. I I lost like maybe a third of the time that I could have spent with him. Ooh, yeah, that's a bummer. Ouch. Huh. All right. Yeah, I'm still I'm still excited to play this game. I, yeah. Are you? I have a question. Are you going to continue the Seth replays ninety hour RPGs uh, <laughs> gimmick that you've been doing by starting? Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition once you wrap up Persona 5R. Well, <laughs> so that doesn't come out for like 
another couple weeks. It's it's only About two weeks two away. Weeks. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty yeah. close. <laughs> yes. And I said another couple weeks, which that's fair. Couple, a couple is, is two. two. I did say that. Yes. Um. I look it. <laughs> Who's so to say? Z- the thing about Xenoblade is I've never actually finished that game. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I think we um, talked about that. And so I am... Comp- I-, I am... On the one hand, I do want to play it. Um, but it's weird. Like, I've actually been having the... I've been thinking about it. Like, is this something that I really want to invest <laughs> this time into? Because I'll have to get, like, freaking... 60 plus hours in before I'm getting to new stuff um and I also like I already because of the way Xenoblade 2 ends um I already know the ending of Xenoblade 1 um and so I don't I don't know like I really enjoyed Xenoblade when I the, the two times that I've tried to play it the stuff I play has been very good, um, and I, and the prospect of going through like, the, the areas in that game are in in HD and all remade with an, and with the, re-recorded music like that's really compelling to me. Like that sounds that's something I certainly want to do, um, but I don't I don't exactly know that I want to do the story again, even though it's a cool story. I do, however, want to do like the epilogue thing. Um, and the question then, is it worth the $60 just to be playing that little add-on thing? Um, so I don't know. I haven't really decided that yet. Um, but I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm probably going to get it just because it comes out on my birthday and it feels like (laughs) I have to do that. I, I do want to note, just be careful. There's spoilers out there for that. Yeah. The epilogue. I saw people posting tweets about how everyone needs to be careful so mm, always spoilers about everything i know yeah it's it's the game is is in the hands of of people now so uh people definitely know stuff then there is an embargo but spoil it when people have the games stuff's always going to come out all right have you have you played anything else lately i have not okay that's been I've been uh, trying to blast through this this game, so that's pretty much what all my time has been spent on. Yeah, we we played Jackbox with your family, and we found out that some games just aren't aren't that good. <laughs> uh, I think maybe I've turned on Quiplash. Really? Yeah. It's I don't know. Jackbox. I want to know the. I want to know everyone out there's favorite jackbox game and why because well, i think i think the majority of jackpot games are not good mm. that's a I take i think in a given party pack like you're going to dislike more games than you're gonna like i mean and there are good ones on each one um but and, and i think especially like the farther away you get from the original ones and the 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 novelty of those the the simpler games kind of it tends to wear off a little bit, and of course a lot of that a lot of those games are always dependent on the the crowd that you're in and and what their level of engagement is with it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. 
the Shark Tank one is still an ultimate winner. That For game sure. is great. Is that the one where you like yeah. had to do like a sales pitch or something? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember playing that over here before. That was yeah. a solid time. You really got to get into it. You really got to sell yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, Forrest, what have you played? Uh, I've just continued to keep playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I haven't. You had, you had finals, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I graduated. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's nice. been a long week. Um, <laughs> but no, I've just I've been continuing through Syndicate. I'm still having a really good time with it. I I think I can solidly say this is probably one of my favorite Assassin's Creeds. The, I have problems with the combat sometimes, but um but like the general gameplay and the story, I I'm more interested in in it now and more engaged than I was uh, forcing myself through Black Flag and finishing up um, Unity. So I'm, I kind of wish, because <laughs> I know with Origins, that's kind of like where the series um, kind of, uh, it, it really shifts itself um, up and uh, changes up combat and all that uh, in the way like you play through the game. Um, so I was, like with how much I'm enjoying Syndicate, I kind of wish that there was another another entry with that style um just like the feel of it you know but i but yeah i'm really liking it a lot but yeah that's all i've been that's all, I, all i've been doing all right yeah uh chris i do want to chris gave me an update uh he wanted to let everyone know that he loves video games and that he's level 78 in predator which he's nice. probably higher now. Than anyone else. Uh, but he did actually play Apex Legends with me this week. Nice. So, yeah. It was, it was real funny. Maybe he'll be on the show again one day. That'd be in, nice. In the future. Yeah. Um, but with that, we are going to take a break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Thanks for waiting. Hopefully during that break, you are looking at our social media at Suplex the Sticks and making sure to visit our website so that you can grab the latest episode and share that link with your friends. We appreciate any and all support you give us. We don't ask for money and stuff like that. We also don't do ads. We just want you to share this show with your friends and give us rates on whatever podcatcher you use to listen to us. We appreciate all of the support, and even if you're just listening right now, thank you. So let's talk about some news. We got, there was this weird vibe last night uh, that we're recording Wednesday night, uh, which is different from the last two weeks because we held off news for different announcements. But we're recording Wednesday night, and last night, like Jeff Cayley, posted about how there's going to be a special presentation and interview this morning. And all the buzz started coming out like, oh, it's going to be the PS5. Like the PS5 is going to show itself off, blah, 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 blah. And it was PS5 related. So it's it was a trailer for Unreal Engine 5. It was a tech demo for that. Um, Hooray. which if Game you don't engines. know 
Yeah, which if you don't know, Unreal Engine 5 is a game engine for people to build video games, not a video game itself. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, this is Unreal Engine 5. They're they're showing it off. They're going to tell us the name of this game. And then, no, it's just the tech demo. It's just the tech demo. And it was really frustrating because last night, Jeff Cayley tweeted, Hey, everyone, tell me your favorite PlayStation classic that hasn't been around in a while. And so I thought he was like trying to... Teasing something. Yeah, teasing something. And now this is where I'm starting to turn on the Summer Games Fest thing. (laughs) So early on, too. So early on. Because Jeff Cayley is the master of smoke and mirrors when it comes to hype. And I, I'm just not going to feed into it anymore. I'm going in with zero expectations now. And it's very frustrating because I do even want to point out, he said that the, so this is all going to kind of wrap together because the Summer Games Fest also announced Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 this week, the remake. He said that that announcement was going to change gaming. And I... What? Like, stop it. Just give people appropriate expectations for things. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm conflating the two together and Unreal Engine 5 is going to change gaming. Or maybe he posted that on a wrong... I'm sure he was talking about Unreal. I know. But, like, he posted it before the Tony Hawk thing happened. So both events were coming up. Yeah. So people expected the Tuesday reveal to be really big, too. Which, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 is pretty big. It's solid. It's nothing to sneeze at, for sure. No, it's going to be in 4K. It looks beautiful. All the soundtrack is there. They're going to add new features, probably to be able to revert in <laughs> in the games. Uh, you know, the the thing is, like Tony Hawk tweeted out like 20 minutes before the announcement, there's going to be a new game. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, all right, get your marketing stuff Sick. together. Yeah. But it's it's very exciting. Who knows what skaters are going to be in it? Um, are the third-party characters going to be in it? Is Shrek going to be in it? Ooh. Is Spider-Man going to be in it? Love it. Was Darth Maul in them? One can only hope. I think he was, yeah. And I think, then I think Darth one. Maul was in one or two. Yeah. But, yeah. Superman by Goldfinger is going to be in it, so it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. The soundtrack's intact. We're saved. We're saved. 4K. It's only going to be $40 appropriately priced. We're, yep. we're living it. Yeah. It's only released on this gen, which is fine, because your Xbox Series X will definitely have backwards compatibility. Yep. And apparently Sony is realizing that that is important to people, yeah. because there was like an article that came out today that I didn't fully read, but they're working on it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. I'm very excited for this. It comes out in September. But... The Summer Games Fest needs to, like... (sighs) It's a little too uh, unfocused. Yeah. And I think that's what happens when you have this fake festival. Not fake. Fake is unfair. 
when you run a weird online festival from May to July. May. No, like April to July. It starts. Is it August? I, I know it's four I months. Yeah, so either May way, it's to a August. Long, it's a very th- like thick very, amount of time. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a little much. I mean, I get it, but you have to be doing stuff every other day or every week to keep people's attention, and don't <laughs> overhype things because eventually people are going to start not taking you seriously. Yeah. It's like the and, boy who cried wolf. Right. It's the Jeff who yelled hype. <laughs> the Jeff who yelled <laughs> Well, in, in, in his defense, he probably was very excited about... Like, he probably thought that Unreal 5 was a very hype uh, r- announcement. He's... He doesn't exactly represent the, the normal uh, gamer or video game consumer, but I don't doubt he was hyped, and, and he probably thought that people would would like it. I was I was kind of interested that they kept talking they kept talking about triangles. Yeah. They're building everything out of triangles now instead of squares. And all these triangles are almost the exact same size as a pixel. Yeah. That is one specific quote that I remember hearing today and I'm like, "Okay. <laughs> cool. I mean, whatever they're saying it, it looks great though. Like apparently the... this would have been playable at Ooh. the uh GDC. So we would have known about this already had GDC happened. So what's, I guess what's kind of frustrating about it is they touted that it's, it's running on a PS five, which is great. But that means I have seen approximately two games running on a PS five and only one of them is real. And one of them is real. Yeah. And one of them is a schluter, whatever or whatever we're calling that game. We make that joke, but it's it deserves it. And I can't even remember the name of it. I can't even. So Godfall. <laughs> it's so original. How can you forget it? I thought that game came out. What? No, that's the name of the game. Okay. Maybe. I, I think so. But I thought it came out. Um so, I don't know. I want to know what people think about this because people are pretty. They're. I don't know what the reaction you've seen on the internet, Seth, but some people are like, yeah, this is going to be great, or yeah, I don't care. The problem is, I don't think any games are going to look like this for a while. <laughs> like, this is. You know what this reminded me of, Seth? A lot. <laughs> This reminded what? me of the Watch Dogs reveal trailer. Ooh. Oh, boy. Where, man, that's pretty, and man, that's hyper impressive. Yeah. But how many years away are we from that? And how many years till people yeah. optimize for that? And that's something I always think about with the transition into the next generation of hardware is that, like, even if developers have been working on this stuff for like the past year, year and a half, however long, it's not going to be for at least another two years until we start getting into this, the new rhythm of how games are going to start looking and being developed on these new systems or for these new systems, I should say. Like, like just thinking back to the previous uh, console generation launch with the Xbox One and the PS4, like there's 
there was so many games during those first few years that weren't that much different technically from a late 360 and PS3 era title, you know? Right. It, it wasn't until at least two years or so that we started getting those solid games on that actually properly utilized that new hardware that didn't feel like something from before. So also I want to note that Phil Spencer came out and tweeted after this. And this is another curious thing to me. I understand tech demos are important to show off what you can do, but at least he left it kind of ambiguous that, um, that Hellblade 2 is being built with Unreal 5. Ooh. Or at least with Unreal, which they said, like, things can transfer over to Unreal 5, I guess. So why not use a game that's actually going to exist? Yeah. I guess. But whatever. Because that wasn't an Xbox-sponsored event. I mean, that's fair. Fair, yeah. But it also turned into a weird, like, PlayStation-sponsored event, if that makes sense. Well, yes, that's what I'm saying. They wouldn't yeah. show an Xbox game on for a tech demo, which is running on a PS5. Right. Um, I also want to note, I I don't like... It's very annoying to be in these chats. I, I try to be as down the middle as possible uh, while being critical because I do think, like I said last week, that Xbox's showcase was cool but also kind of a misstep. Um, I think the console wars are stupid and I'm going to have all of these anyway. And I'm go- like, I just, I play all of the games you guys had to listen to me talk about God of War when I forced myself through it and I've looked back and I changed my mind about that game. But like I I I play the games on them. Like I I use them. I want to see cool stuff from Sony. <laughs> I just wish that this had been a game reveal along with the engine reveal. Yeah. And I think that's you know. He Jeff Cayley tweeted out like everyone tell me if what you saw earlier today gets you excited about next gen. And it's like, I guess. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't show me anything in in theory. It gets me excited, but in practicality in like actual application of like, like trying to determine like which console I'm going to get first, you know, like I need to know what games are going to be there. A tech demo is not that that is specifically not a game reveal. Just saying that it's running on a PS five. Isn't, that, doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. That just shows me like what the system at probably like its peak currently can right. do. That's not a game that I can play with my hands and my like, you know. Honestly, what did show it to me was something in comparison from before, too. Yeah. Like uh everyone kind of makes fun of that one CGI trailer that they did with the PS4, I think, where they did the Final Fantasy 7 high definition, the redo of the opening. That was the PS3 tech demo. Was it the PS3? Okay. Because I actually just rewatched it a few weeks ago. But it's still beautiful. And I could could point it and look, be like, look, this is what this used to look like. And this is what it can look like. Yeah. Like, show me Uncharted 1 
or like a game that uses Unreal now. Show me what it could do before and what it can do now. Yeah. Even if it's Fortnite. Like they, they're talking about how they mentioned in the interview that they're going to upgrade Fortnite to Unreal 5 and they're going to use it as a test bed to show what this engine can do. Show it to me. Yeah. Show me how this can make Fortnite look better. Even and Fortnite's cartoony. Like just show me. Yeah. It doesn't have to be hyper complicated. Give me a comparison because a tangible comparison. Yeah. You know? Like I just got done trying to replay Horizon Zero Dawn and that game is just as beautiful as kind of, uh, I mean, it was pretty close to as beautiful as what I saw in that trailer. Yeah. Like, it's not one-to-one, but I don't think that the Unreal Engine 5 was like this gigantic leap of realism. I don't know. Sorry, there's a long rant about <laughs> the the weird... Everything around Sony right now yeah. has been weird tech stuff. Yeah. What is it? They're so secretive about what they actually have coming. I, I I, just, I don't know. So, Seth, knowing what you know now with all these Sony announcements, they're having a state of play tomorrow for Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> a PS4 game. A PS4 <laughs> game. What do you think they're going to show us in this thing? Oh, gosh. I would like to think that they show us gameplay, uh, but... You know, it wouldn't surprise me if it was just like 15 minutes of a uh, video of the devs talking about their journey in making this game, and then some like you know some cutscenes, and uh, or like camera pans and that's of it. quote unquote gameplay. We've got we've got 18 minutes, I think, of of juice that we're gonna get for Ghost of Tsushima. And we we don't even fully know how the game plays or, like, I mean, we kind of get the story, but, yeah. We, I'm very interested to see this game. Yeah. And play it. But. Me too. So hopefully they show it to us. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see it. It comes out, what, July? Yep. Yeah. We get on, I almost said Uncharted, Last of Mm -hmm. Us 2 in june and then i'm really hoping that you know i'm really hoping that seth picks that up and plays it because i'm not gonna do it <laughs> i i'm not gonna force myself through that because i could not force myself through last of us one and i can't play it yeah. so i'm set <laughs> so but yeah um let's see we talked about tony hawk we wrapped all of that together pretty well yeah they did say also in an interview that Fortnite is going to be a launch title on next gen, which I kind of assumed. I don't like that's a lot of money to be leaving on the table. Yeah. It is kind of hilarious that there's people that are going to be excited to buy a new console. And the first thing they're going to boot up is Fortnite. (laughs) (laughs) Like just (laughs) let's, let's really test this baby out and put on Fortnite. See what this, I mean, I, granted the draw distance probably is going to be incredible. Oh yeah. Like you're gonna be able to see things from so far away, but, but how technically knows? demanding is Fortnite? You know, I mean, I we'll know. see. We'll see. They're not upgrading it to unreal until 2021. Ooh. So, so yeah. there's time. Yeah, there's time, but 
I mean, I guess, man, if they do like really so uh, funny thing about we'll, we'll transition to Apex. We talk about how how good a game can look. So, Seth, I played Apex after. So it was like a 40 gig update for the new season. And um, they said you can start playing it after 60 percent. And so I did. And the thing is, after 60 percent, it's the base game but none of the HD texture packs. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that game? <laughs> Man, I kind of wish I got, I got to play it. That game looks like it could run on a daggum 360 oh <laughs> with, without the HD texture packs. It is bare bones, and the it's very muddy. It's, I mean, it was kind of neat to play with it in that, that sort of state. But it was very funny. I was just like, man, this is, there is a marked difference between this and what is an HD texture pack yeah. for the game. Jeez. Um, so, Seth, if you were excited to play PvE um, Apex, I have some frustrating news for you. Oh, lay it on me. <laughs> um, Chris is going to be sad to hear about this, too. So they are locking the PvE event behind getting these treasure packs every day in the events. So you have to get treasure packs to unlock relics and the to get the once you get enough to unlock the relic, I'm doing air quotes around unlock the relic. That's when your PvE event opens up and then I can invite two of my friends. So you have to be playing very consistently to get into the PVE and you can only get one treasure pack a day. <laughs> and so it's, it's basically this little drip feed of content until you get to a PVE. Um, so I won't be able to tell people how good that is until like I was looking at the requirements. It'll be next week before I get my first PvE event. Which huh. is silly. It's Very Destiny-like. Little, it's almost a little cruel. It is a little <laughs> cruel. And kind of Destiny-like. I will. Not, we will only get nine PvE opportunities. Um, and so... Although I will say it's very interesting, what they're doing with this event is they're telling a story. Like... Loba is getting all the other champions to help her get these relics to get some sort of treasure. And the, you know, she's telling people they can't tell Revenant because I'm imagining the treasure is that she's going to kill Revenant. Yeah. And it's not actually treasure because she's trying to get revenge. Yeah. And then they're like, but there's someone in the champion's ranks that's telling on them. And they made it so daggum obvious <laughs> in the text because they're, the text is happening, and then it says Bretta before goodbye. And oh, it's like, man. oh, it's Gibraltar. That's he says Bretta <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And, and so I'm like, all what right, clear tell. Gave it away. <laughs> first, first, uh, first little content drop. Um, but one thing you might be interested in, Seth, is that we we talked on the show. I don't know if you were on. We talked about how Revenant and Loba are going to play together because it's going to be weird because. He, like, killed her parents, and so there's, like, an actual conflict between them. And so they've updated the game to 
have more voice act acting lines based on the character motive. So like they're not nice to each other when they're playing on the same team, which is kind of nice. And it like, you know that they're working together to win in this tournament, but they hate each other. And so it's kind of interesting compared to like Overwatch where they have none of that, even though there's good guys working alongside bad guys in Overwatch. And so it's kind of interesting that they decided to actually kind of start interweaving a story into the callouts and stuff in Apex, um, which is good. Makes it, it makes it way more interesting to keep playing and adds variety. Yeah. So cool. Uh, let's see. We, we were real sad this week because of episode one racer. Um, yeah, that was a bummer. <laughs> Seth, tell us about it. Tell us when uh, it was announced it was going to be delayed. <laughs> yeah, so it, what is today is the 13th. Yep. Correct. Episode 1 Racer was when they first announced it, no release date. A while back they told us it was coming out May the 12th, uh, which is yesterday uh, to us recording. Um, then on May 11th, they said that the game was going to be, uh, delayed. So literally the day before it was set to launch, uh, delayed and with no release date. So kind of a, uh, a big old bummer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a... Kind of and crap. also very strange, uh, because it's literally the day before. Yeah, like what, what is what is what has happened? What was so severe? The time between that they that Did they it... couldn't have announced it earlier, but also they still like they had to delay it. I yeah. don't know. So like I saw like YouTube videos of it running on the Switch. I'm pretty sure. Like what? Was there a licensing thing? Was there mm. a like a um, ESRB? What is? It's such a weird. Uh, the day before, we're so close. Yeah, we're, now we're so, so far. Uh, Aspire, the who is the developer? They said on on Twitter that due to the ongoing work from home requirements across the industry, it will be further delayed on the Switch and PS4. So I mean, like it's it's reasonable. We've talked about it in the past, like how uh, the current uh, situation is affecting game development studios' ability to actually develop games. Um, and so, like, it's not something I can be upset about. It's just so strange. Yeah, it's that just this case specifically. Yeah, just the day before. Like, that's uh, that's kind of wild. I'm not mad about it, but I do think, like, what task management system are they using at Aspire? Yeah. Do they, how do they not see the tasks that are not done and be like, all right, well, like last week, I feel like they, I don't know. That's wild. But game development is not easy, as we all know, and it's hard. Read a book or two about it. 
at, and some articles. Um, it's, it's easy to get frustrated with it, but it's also, you have to step back and be like, this is not an easy task. Yeah. Especially in working from home. So I'm calm about it, but I am still very excited about it. And I eagerly await it. Um, on, on that same line, Phil Spencer mentioned on Twitter or in an interview that like most of the impact on the gaming, the game releases will be felt next year. Um, more so than this year, because a lot of games are already, I guess, nearing completion or like in the final stages and the stuff that's more like mid development is taking a beating. Yeah. Um, with all this. So, yeah, I think like it's been talked about, like the games that were set to release within, you know, months of everyone transitioning to work from home were probably pretty safe. Uh, but it's just like, and he says 2021, I think even, um, even looking at like holidays this, this year, uh, will be, yeah, will be, uh, Stuff that's being worked on, like we, I, we'll probably still see games then, of course, but like I think that will be, the stuff we'll see then is a result of delays that are happening now. Yeah. Um, let's see. The other, the last thing I want to talk about. Um, last two things. Um, PlayStation Studios branding was announced, and it has a fancy trailer that's going to play before each first party game so now like the xbox game studios there is a playstation studios so they have their own banner to put their games under uh, which is kind of neat makes sense the trailer is actually really nice and the the audio the music is fun yeah uh i don't know if fun's right word but it's good <laughs> um and then seth is sad to hear this i'm sure but we're Elder Scrolls Six is so far away. <laughs> apparently, apparently we're like gonna have Starfield in our hands before. I mean, I'm not. This is just. This is we. We already knew this, or at least this was assumed. Uh, I mean, I think Bethesda made it pretty clear when they announced Elder Scrolls Six that it wasn't close at all. Yeah. Uh, but it was. It was further clarified today. Uh, when. Um, what's his name? The uh, I forget. Whoever, whatever that the developer, the the head of Bethesda, he said, responding to someone on Twitter that uh, we won't, we won't even we won't start to hear anything about Elder Scrolls Six until uh, after Starfield, and we haven't heard anything about Starfield. Yeah. So yeah, we're looking at a, a bit of a wait, which is, uh, I mean, it's certainly unfortunate, and I. I think if they, I wonder if they could redo things, uh, they would maybe not have done Fallout 76. <laughs> and, <laughs> and also maybe not announced Elder Scrolls 6 so early? Well, I, don't I, know. I think that... They had to maybe, do that to get back in the goodwill. And then they did other things to jump immediately back out. <laughs> I, I just wonder, like, if... If Starfield would be coming sooner, maybe if they, if if they hadn't put so many eggs into the, 
burning basket of Fallout 76. Yeah. Which, to be, f- <laughs> to be fair, they put that fire out and then they reset it on fire. So it was... They... Uh, they've done they it to themselves. They were doing that once a week for a solid they, like, six months. They announced that Wastelanders pack, and it got people hype. And then they like talked about the subscription model that people are going to have to do, and then it made people mad again. Yep. It's like, man. I love it. You can't stop yeah. shooting yourself in the foot with this game. Yeah, it's, it's really too bad, the whole Fallout 76 thing, because that was a thing that when they announced it, like it got immediate backlash from people like, well, this isn't what we want. Why are you doing this? And, and that's, that's on, that's like not great because you, you don't want, you don't want these people to be like painted into a corner having to do the same thing. Uh, but then when they released the game, it like was terrible and everyone who, compl- who complained about it when it was announced was right. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's the that's the problem is when there's validation. Yeah. Oh, and Bethesda kept supplying validation. Yeah, not a great not a great look, but it'll one day we'll we'll get it one day. The, uh, at least we know that. I mean, we always knew ES6 was going to come, uh, but at least we do know that it is coming. They have announced it. It is a real thing that they are. At least someone working on. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to ask for our sign-off question. Do we get Skyrim on the next-gen consoles? (laughs) Yes. That is an intriguing question. In a highly optimized format. I would lean toward no. Uh, I think we're a bit too far removed. And... Like... Those games, the, the PS4 and Xbox One version of those games will probably be compatible anyway. Uh, so I don't, I don't believe there Fair. will be any, any reason for them to feel like they have to remaster the game once again. All right, that's fair. I, I wonder if they'll be able to help themselves. Yeah, I'm, I'm especially, not like a, yeah, yeah, I'm not like a hundred percent yes on this. It's more like maybe like a 55% yes, but it's definitely on the yes side of things. Like I, I would not be surprised in the slightest bit if Bethesda announced a new version of Skyrim for the next gen. Ooh, or maybe we get like a fallout three, uh, HD remaster. Uh, people, no. people love that. There's, game. No, there's no way, no. man. I'm still waiting for that game to get re-released on switch. That has to happen. If it can run Skyrim, it it can run Fallout 3. That's true. Sure, but Fallout 3 is an older game. Yeah. Should be able to run it. Yeah. Just fine. I know. I'm not (laughs) saying that it can't run. I'm saying it's so far removed that that it's not... (laughs) It's a different beast than Skyrim. Let's just say that. Um, I don't want to, like, diss Fallout 3... But, like, I would say it's probably a lot less marketable than Skyrim. Yeah, and it was a lot less you marketed know? than Skyrim. I suppose. I'm sorry, David. All right. I don't mean to hurt and you. And also, like no, it's fine. <laughs> you can just put it on your PC, dude. Your That's PC could true. run it. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course <laughs> it could. I know that. <laughs> but but he can't take his PC with him everywhere he goes, Seth. That's true. Don't you know? I mean, I could if I tried hard uh, enough. But... <laughs> Put it on a laptop, then. 
it's not worth it. Um, but with with that, we appreciate you listening every week, and um, you know, give us a like on social, rate the show. That means so much. It makes it easier for people to find us when they're searching for a video game podcast. And another thing that helps that is you telling your friends about it. Tell your friends about the show and let them know that there's this podcast and they can interact with us on the Discord and all the good stuff. Um, And with that, we will talk at you next week. Bye. Goodbye. See ya.